Peace, Truth Tribe. I just did a video on religious trauma with this cover right here, and I really want you to go back and watch it if you missed it, because in this video right here, I talked about the importance of Romans 14 helping you heal from religious trauma, and fault finding is such a huge part of it. So I asked you to go ahead and read Romans 14 for yourself. I then realized, you know what? I'm going to just read it for people too. You know, sometimes you'll say you're going to do it and then you don't do it. And then you see a video that does it for you and you'll do it. And I think it it's such a complimentary uh, piece to the video that I did here on religious trauma. So without further ado, I'm going to read Romans 14 from the message version and to each his own. I'm not about to get into debates with people about what versions and this and this and that. Um, but I, this, I think it makes it so simple and plain and you get the essence and the point of what the scripture is saying. So I'm going to read the message version, Romans 14, cultivating good relationships. Welcome with open arms. Fellow believers who don't see things the way you do and don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with, even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. For instance, a person who has been around for a while might well be convinced that he can eat anything on the table, while another with a different background might assume he should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. But since both are guests at the Messiah's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other ate or didn't eat? The Most High Yah, after all, invited them both to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list or interfering with the Most High Yah's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, the Most High Yah can handle that without your help. Or say one person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy and another thinks that each day is pretty much like any other. There are good reasons either way. So each person is free to follow the convictions of conscience. What's important in all of this is that if you keep a holy day, keep it for the most high Yah's sake. If you eat meat, eat it to the glory of Yah and thank Yah for prime rib. If you're a vegetarian, eat vegetables to the glory of Yah and thank Yah for broccoli. None of us are permitted to insist on our own way in these matters. It's the most high Yah we are answerable to, all of the way from life to death and everything in between, not each other. That's why the Messiah lived and died and then lived again, so that he could be our master across the entire range of life and death and free us from the petty tyrannies of each other. So where does that leave you when you criticize a brother? And where does that leave you when you condescend to a sister? I'd say it leaves you looking pretty silly or worse. Eventually, we're all going to end up kneeling side by side in the place of judgment facing the Most High Yah. Your critical and condescending ways aren't going to improve your position there one bit. Read it for yourself in scripture. As I live and breathe, the Most High Yah says, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will tell the honest truth that I and only I am the Most High Yah. So mind your own business. You've got your hands full just taking care of your own life before Yah. 
Forget about deciding what's right for each other. Here's what you need to be concerned about, that you don't get in the way of someone else, making life more difficult than it already is. I'm convinced, Yahusha convinced me, that everything as it is in itself is holy. We, of course, by the way we treat it or talk about it, can contaminate it. If you confuse others by making a big issue over what they eat or don't eat, you're no longer a companion with them in love, are you? These, remember, are persons for whom the Messiah died. Would you risk sending them to hell over an item in their diet? Don't you dare let a piece of Yah's blessed food become an occasion of soul poisoning. Yah's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what Yah does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve the Messiah. Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the Most High Yah above you and proving your worth to the people around you. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Don't drag them down by finding fault. You're certainly not going to permit an argument over what is served or not served at supper to wreck Yah's work among you, are you? I said it before and I'll say it again. All food is good, but it can turn bad if you use it badly. If you use it to trip others up and send them sprawling. When you sit down to a meal, your primary concern should not be to feed your own face, but to share the life of Yahusha. So be sensitive and courteous to the others who are eating. Don't eat or say or do things that might interfere with the free exchange of love. Cultivate your own relationship with Yah, but don't impose it on others. You're fortunate if your behavior and your belief are coherent, but if you're not sure, if you notice that you are acting in ways inconsistent with what you say you believe, some days trying to impose your opinions on others, other days just trying to please them, then you know that you're out of line if the way you live isn't consistent with what you believe, then it's wrong. I just want to give a hand clap to Romans 14. Let's give it up for Romans 14. Let's give it up for Romans 14. Helping to heal relationships. Helping to defeat strife. Helping to abolish fault finding. Go Romans 14. Go Romans 14. <laughs> I just want to read Romans 14 with y'all. Make sure you go back and look at the video I did on religious trauma so that you will understand what I'm talking about and why I thought it was necessary to read Romans 14. And I also want to ask you to be like David or David and ask the Most High God to search your heart. Is there someone you need to repent to for criticizing them and condemning them and finding fault with them? Is there someone you made a video about? Is there someone that, you know, with our words would be condemned, with our words would be justified? You've been talking about people who don't do relationship with y'all like you say it should be done. They don't wear what you think they should wear. They don't eat what you think they should eat. They don't look how you think they should look. Or maybe you didn't say it out of your mouth verbally, but it's in your heart against them. It's such a spirit of pride that the most high says he hates. 
that spirit of pride, like you're better than someone else. Like your relationship is better than someone else's. We're all at different stages and phases. Let Yah handle our growth. Let him choose who he's going to use to help people grow instead of imposing ourselves and our opinions and preferences. And sometimes that's what we need to accept is that we are saying that this is a role and it's a preference. Ask Yah by his holy Ruach HaKadosh, your Holy Spirit, to speak to your heart and show you where you are finding fault with others to the point of it causing strife between you and Yah because it's in your heart or between you and them because it's in your heart or you said it to them. Ask Yah to show, examine my heart, Yah. Ask Yah to show you that. That's something that we want to ask Yah to do all the time. Ask him to show you that. It heals relationships. It's a, a divine wisdom that heals. It so, so heals. So I hope that you will do that so that we can start healing religious trauma from amongst us. Oh my gosh, like we got enough stuff to heal from. Let's not have to heal from each other in our quote unquote faith or belief. All right, y'all, I'll see you next time. Make sure you go back and watch the previous video on religious trauma if you have not. Peace. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long. I looked it up in the lexicon. It say that suffering actually means the act of being patient. Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?